3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Happy New Year! My friends, you don't know how hard that was to get everybody to say Happy New Year at the same time. But it was fun, and uh, and Happy New Year! We wish everybody a happy 2023. Uh, welcome to episode 66 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here with John. Hey, how you doing? Greg. Hey, hey, hey. Allie. Hi, friends. Lexi. Hello. Alicia. Hello. And Jack. Hi. Hey, guys. Full house tonight. Good to see everybody. Hope everybody's well. And we're recording earlier than normal, but if you're listening to us and you're at Disney World, chances are you're running because this is releasing the first day of the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. We made it, gang. We finally made it. It was a long <laughs> struggle getting here, but uh, here we are. So I have no training notes for Marathon Weekend, of course, because that's behind us now. So Princess Weekend is now seven weeks away. Training for Princess, the half or the challenge. You've got four miles, including a magic mile this weekend. Training for Springtime Surprise. We were talking about it in the last episode. If my numbers are correct, and they aren't always, but I'm pretty sure this one is. Training for Springtime Surprise, the 10 mile and the Springtime Surprise Challenge both start next week on January 9th. Alibis and apologies. How did I mess up the princess schedule? This is very complex, okay? Stick with me. I goofed up. Got it? Okay. (laughs) Some of you use this, and if you do, great. And if you don't, that's fine. It's totally up to you. But the spreadsheet that's pinned to the featured section in the in the podcast group and in the first timers group. When we go from one year to the next, I have to recreate that thing. And sometimes when I shift it, I get off just a little bit. And that's what happened. I was, not only was I off by a week with the princess training schedule, but I had princess in the wrong week. So that messed me up. So I think I've got it straight now. I think the four plus magic mile is correct. And again, I'm pretty sure springtime training, springtime surprise training starts next week. So listen, last week we did a little reflecting on the first full year of the podcast. Let's, let's think a little bit more about it here tonight. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite moments from 2022. And since we're into the new year, let's take a look at maybe some of our goals and objectives for 2023. And I'm going to throw this open to the gang and start by asking, did you have a favorite race this year? So as much as I would love to say it's the Tower of Terror one, it's a close second, Lake Sonoma, because that was... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was 
like the race for me. Like I've never had such a good race before. And for me, that was it. I smiled throughout all 50 miles of that. So I, yeah. You know, that's a mouthful to say I smiled for all 50 miles. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really, that's impressive, Jack. Thank that's you. That's pretty cool. Did, did you have a, I mean, I know you just said you were happy the whole 50 miles. Did you have a particular highlight? Well, I think it was funny that after the race, David told me that apparently at the last aid station, somebody went up to him after I had just left. And they're like, she's still happy? Like, she <laughs> still has all this energy? Like, isn't she tired? That's <laughs> He's like, great. oh, she's always like this. That's awesome. See, I was I was trying to guess along with you, and I kind of thought your highlight would have been the peanut butter and jelly sandwich but oh no <laughs> no but is that, it, is that still your, is that still your only peanut butter and jelly sandwich you've ever had on that day yeah well you told me it was the first you'd ever had no on that day yeah like that was the first and last one i've had that's what i'm saying have yeah. you had one, have you had one since no that was it right i was interviewing to be a trainer at yachts at universal studios and okay. one of the questions was is can you describe how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Because they want to look, they want to know how you teach. And I looked well, at I it straight yeah. in the eyes and I said, "Sir, I've never made a peanut butter jelly sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked at me dumbfounded. I was like, "I could tell you how to make a really nice grilled cheese." There you go. That's even you more got, complex. Yeah, you don't burn it. You got like, extra lessons in life. I agree. <laughs> That's when you turn it around on him and you're like, sir, you teach me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Please. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That was Great. Good. <laughs> well, it had to be marathon weekend. First weekend of the year, you know, getting out there. It just seemed so energetic. Doing dopey, completing it. I mean, that was a tough one to top this year. Thanks, John. Alicia, what about you? Like Jack, the 10 miler, um, the Tower of Terror 10 miler was um, one of my favorites, but my actual favorite was the King's Runner um, 10K and Oahu. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I can imagine that. <laughs> I loved running by the ocean and just, I mean, there's not much better place than Oahu <laughs> to run. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Was it over there right around Alani? Um, it wasn't around Alani. I had to drive like 35 minutes um, mm -hmm. back into the Cindy. So yeah. it was, so it was around Honolulu somewhere? Yes. Yep. It was yeah. down by Honolulu. And what? it wasn't around Kapi'olani Park, was it? Um, It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a favorite place to start our end races in Hawaii. At least it was 40 yeah. years ago. I think, I think it did. <laughs> there yes <laughs> yeah that's a that's a lovely area you can see diamond head from there and uh very very pretty area yeah that's a that's a good one alicia um did i have a favorite race this year the truth is i did not run any race this year i walked everything the closest i came to running a race was with you greg we ran some in uh bird in hand pennsylvania yep but I got, I think I got, to, we got what, about nine miles, 10 miles or so. And I said, that's mm -hmm. all I can do. Um, so my favorite race was the one I had absolutely no intention of running. And that was the half marathon at Wine and Dine, 
which is always a favorite of mine anyway, because it's the first Disney run I ever did. But uh, you'll remember the story. That's the one where I met up with Kim and Woody at about a mile, and we ended up walking the whole thing together. That was uh, that was pretty meaningful, and that's my favorite. I would have to say that my favorite is New York. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I mean, y'all know my struggles over the past year of trying to be motivated and failing at being motivated. (laughs) Um, And New York is probably the only race that I ran in 2022 that I went in feeling good and I came out feeling good Mm -hmm. and I smiled the whole time. That's cool. (laughs) Um, That's cool. Yeah, and, like, it just, that race specifically, I was able to come out of it and be like, hmm, this is why I do this. Um, And that was, that was a really awesome experience to, like, just be able to remind myself, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I do this thing uh-huh. called running mo- multiple miles over multiple days. Mm-hmm. That's why <laughs> um, you put, yeah, that's why you put in all the training. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Yeah. But my favorite um my favorite moment of that race would be going through Fort Greene. Um yeah. which if you watched the video on Passport to Run, that was where they had like the tunnel of people where you could literally only have like single file line of runners. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And the, the like you could hear the announcer people like back up everybody come on you got to give the runners room <laughs> and they didn't at all and they were just right there giving high fives screaming for you saying that's all neat. kinds of encouraging things and it was just that was my favorite part of that race that's pretty neat that's pretty neat like yeah under any circumstances i would think new york would be high on any runner's list oh yeah oh yeah and i definitely want to run it again someday i don't know when it will be but someday with me yeah. <laughs> I think this is a difficult one for me to answer because it's between doing Goofy for the first time or doing the Ghost Train Ultra and seeing and talking to Idolis and Paula and um, Laura. And going into the Ghost Train, they were, I was being asked by my friend Heidi, do you think you'd ever do an Ultra? And I said, no way, not, not a chance. And coming out of, you know, doing some pacing with them and talking to Laura, especially, Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, you kind of already did an ultra distance with Goofy. You just got to do it continuously, more continuously. And so that that was kind of special to me because that that will lead into some of my 2023 goals. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, one of which should, is going to be to pace Kent for the 100 miles. At, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you were active on Facebook today or not. But oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's looking forward to it. Yeah, if he likes to go real slow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Greg? This was also a big toss-up for me, You know, similar to, to Allie, because, I mean, obviously I have lots of great wonderful memories and emotions from doing goofy, you know, down at Disney world in January. But I think for me, I'm actually going to chalk it up to bird in hand. 
um, oh, okay, ba- cool. ba- back in September because it was, I, I know I used this phrase earlier in a, a podcast episode this year. I almost kind of found it run Disney adjacent uh, yeah. because, you know, the one thing that, you know, we love about doing these races is that not only do we get to do the activity that we love to do, but we also get to see the people that we love to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, Bird in Hand is becoming a localized version of that for me. You know, the right. fact that Coach Twiggs drives all the way up from Jacksonville to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is really cool. You know, the fact that, you know, after the race this year, you know, there was a good, what would you say, Bob? Good 20 of us that went out to lunch, um, you know, oh, yeah. after oh, that yeah. race. Yeah. Um, right. You know, so the fact that you got Coach Twigs, you have a lot of the customized training folks there. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, you know, this past year, the whole Will Run For crew came out for that one. You know, you and, and Becky, you know, flew up from, you know, Florida to come to this race. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, even though we walked more of it than we thought, I still had a great time going with my best running bud and, you know, that amazing Amish barbecue at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, to me, it's becoming a really, really special race. And I think something that's going to, get incorporated into the fold year after year. But yeah, I just have a lot of really good memories coming out of Bird in Hand this past year. That's one our friend Kevin talked about. Kevin from uh, the uh, Extra Mile podcast. Remember we had him on just a little bit ago. But Kevin and Kevin and Nate organized that lunch. And a lot of that crew was uh, Extra Milers. Uh, I'll tell you another event that's a lot like that, Greg, is Jeff's run, Jeff Galloway's run. Used to be in December, now it's in March. You get the same family pretty much there. So if you're in the southeast, there's one that you might want to think about. That's a good event, also. A lot of quality time with Jeff. Uh, that's a fun one. There, there were a bunch. I we all decided to pick out one, but it's tough. It's like ask me what my favorite Disney run is, and it's typically the one that's coming up next. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I didn't count them, but there should have been 52 episodes in 2022. Hey, it could be 53. I don't know. It depends on what day Tuesday falls on. Um, hey, did we have any favorite episodes or any favorite moments in any episodes? And I'll let Allie start. I just love everything that Martinez Evans does and the sound Amen. of his voice. So Amen. I just have to say... He was my favorite guest. Uh, I was laughing the whole time, and I just was so inspired by everything that he had to say. Martinez was good. He sure was. That was a good episode. I, I recently listened to some of that again. Yeah, he, he has a very comforting way of speaking. I agree. Um, one of my favorite memories from this year was when we had Brittany and Charbonneau on, and we surprised Jack yeah. after Lake yeah. Sonoma. I yeah. mean, I love yeah. all the times yeah. we had so Brittany on, but... I love that one. <laughs> I, I think that's, yeah, I'm looking at my notes, Alicia. That was too, that was special. Um, and she's been a special guest all three times she's been mm-hmm. on. Uh, but I remember contacting her and she just, she just jumped at it. Oh yeah, sure. But if you'll recall, she couldn't join us at start time. Uh, she was like an hour later. So I had to make up some excuse to stop the recording so I could let her in. <laughs> and everybody's wondering, oh, what's, what's wrong with Bob? What's wrong? And we came back and Brittany was there when we came back. 
unfortunately, we couldn't be recording at the time because I wanted Jack's reaction live. <laughs> there wasn't any way to do that. But that was pretty cool. God, we're going to have a hard time topping her birthday next year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jack, uh, John, you had a comment on uh, your favorite moments. I mean, favorite podcast moments usually come from Jack. She just comes off the cuff sometimes with some some great doozies. And then, of course, when she was trying to go back in time. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, The Mandalorian, John. That's one of my favorite parts, too. I agree. You guys remember the Mandalorian? Jack, remember the Mandalorian? Yeah, because you guys, it's like, I would have never known otherwise. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was beautiful. Been, like, somebody would have corrected me at some point, I'm sure. It was. Yeah. A, it, I mean, I never knew Christopher Lloyd was in a Star Wars series. It, it, it's absolutely <laughs> great. <incredible. laughs> it was a beautiful thing. Oh, John, while we're talking, did, did you have a favorite episode? I got to say the favorite podcast episode had to be number one the one that started it all for us the collector's edition i i remember i remember all of us talking about oh this is going to be awful and and i really thought so i thought oh we're going to listen to this in three months and think it's terrible i have not listened to it from beginning to end but i've listened to it it ain't bad i mean we've gotten better yeah i was in florida when you guys recorded it i i listened i listened to it in the airport uh waiting for my uh my plane, to, my plane to arrive. I'm like, oh my god, here it is! It's here finally. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. all that pre work we did on that. You know, it's different. We've grown, but yeah, it it was it was fun. I just remember everybody was so nervous to talk. Yeah, on, mm-hmm. on that one, and we were like, I don't do do I talk now? I don't I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have things worked out, but I, honestly, like I said, it I have listened to it. I have not listened to it beginning to end. But I have, I have listened to it, and it's, it holds up pretty well. It's not bad. Favorite episode. My f- favorite moment I share with John. I agree with that. Favorite episode. I I think I share that with Alicia. I think when we had Brittany on the second time, surprising Jack, that was uh, that was probably my favorite. She's such a good guest. We have we had so many great guests, and I'm grateful to all of them. Uh, I'll tell you who else I enjoyed having on and I want to have back, and that's – Greg, the shoe guy from Fidipides. Mm, I just like yeah. talking with him. <laughs> He's just a good guy to talk with. You know, I, I think it's interesting because we got through with the Run Disney season in April and mm-hmm. we all had the conversation like, mm-hmm. uh, who are we? What are we going to talk mm-hmm. about? What like, do we do we now? Gonna, mm-hmm. what, <laughs> are we going to be able to have enough p- t- content? Are we going to have to go to <laughs> once every other week just to get through to wine and dine? You are um, correct. Yeah. And, you know, I really love, there's so many episodes that I gained so much insight from that I didn't know before. Um, But I really love just overall the variety of guests that we've been able to have on the podcast. Um, Everything from physical therapists to recovery to shoe experts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I... I just really love how, um, I guess how rounded, yeah, are like that we've been able, like we've been able to gather so much information from some awesome people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can pick an absolute favorite. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool, Lexi. I agree with you a thousand percent. I can't pick one, but I will say though, I think 
my favorite part of our podcast of 2022 is the kindness and the generosity of our guests. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know there are some superstars in the running field that you we all have internally talked about that you know we have grand aspirations for in the future, but just even at the level that we're at, some of the people who agreed to come onto a podcast that you know was less than you know two years old. I mean, the fact that I mean, I, I know I, I joked about this before, but like the fact that I was crafting an Instagram message to Brittany Charbonneau from the Magic Kingdom Ferry less than 24 hours after her winning Dopey, I'm like, there's no way this woman is ever going to get back to me. Yeah. And she did. Martinez Evans, the dude has been on the cover of Runner's World. No, he's not. He's not going to come and talk to us. He did. Jill Angie. I remember us even messaging Jeff Galloway and being like, oh, I mean, he might come on, but I I don't know. I knew Jeff would come. I did. And then, you know, and then even, you know, just, you know, this is an odd term to use, but like, you know, in our eyes, like run Disney celebrities, you know, the fact that, you know, we're now good friends with Kristen over at Running in Makeup, Kristen at Run Fit Mama and Devin, you know, with part of Zippity Tees and everything like that. And, you know, Peter Brookhart, you know, he's got his big YouTube channel. The fact that, you know, all these people were willing to give their time and talk to us seven knuckleheads on a podcast that's less than two years old, I think it is really great. It speaks to their character. And I'm just glad that we're able to share their stories to hopefully uh, create positive change in all of your lives. Well, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I was a guest on the podcast once too. And so maybe that's my favorite episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course I remember you and uh, Pam. That's right. We did the princess recap and that was super fun. And then you guys asked me to be a part of the family and and I have never looked back. I love it so much. look at you now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly really love the podcast we listen to segment. Um, And we started with it not being a segment. Uh, We were just talking to a podcast that we liked. And then, like, I love the community in that aspect, too, of fellow podcasters and, like, you know, talking to each other, introducing our listeners to there and and vice versa and introducing us to new podcasts. I think that's been really cool. So I agree. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm forever grateful to be a part of this podcast family, having talked to so many wonderful people and being, you know, family with you guys. It's been so mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose my favorite episode, I I instinctively thought of the Brittany Charbonneau episode that you guys thought of right. um, for like Sonoma, but family because we're gonna be we're gonna be fast and furious for a second. We're gonna say family like five hundred <laughs> times, and because of family, I think episode fifty, the Ask Us Anything, and yeah. I have okay. to, okay. oh, yeah. and I have to specifically point this out. It's been so great learning about everybody, but the fact that I have known Lexi for 10 years and had no clue that her fear was being tipped over by a porta potty <laughs> so blows my mind. Because Lexi, Lexi, I saw the fear in your eyes one time and it didn't click until tonight when I was thinking about my what my favorite episode would be because we were at Berlin and 
I had just came out of the porta potty, and I'm so sorry to say this, and I never told you this. I was the last one to use the toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> there was no toilet paper in the porta potty. <laughs> you walk in, and then you walk out really quick to be like, "There's no, <laughs> there's no toilet paper." The fear in your eyes. I was like, "Oh dear God, I'm so sorry." <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that it was me. <laughs> So this episode has moved from a recap of 2022 well, into thoughts and confessionals. <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. This and is the, um, what is alibis and... Yes. All these and alibis. The, the funny part of that, Jack, is that at my age, I couldn't... At, you were so high-pitched, I couldn't hear a word you said, but I still thought it was hilarious. And I may have a, I may have a new favorite episode, a new favorite moment going forward. Yeah. I'm gonna turn off my mic again. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Lexi, you reminded me of something. I tell you something I really, really enjoy is that the we've started and I hope I really hope we can do a little more of this. The interaction with the with our listeners, with the folks out there and the uh the rise and run spotlight. I love the, it. The race report spotlight. Yeah. Uh, that's been f- so much fun. And I'll tell you what I get absolute delight out of is when i ask somebody i'll usually i'll usually send a uh, private message in facebook and if the person's online they typically respond before i stop writing i mean the response is that fast and it's oh boy yeah i can't wait it'll be fun and i have a blast with each and every one of those i love hearing people's stories yeah they're always so great yeah yeah yeah, we always ask the same question, and I, and I kind of have like four categories. I'm not going to go through them. Four categories that people fit into. Uh, I've been run from high school, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and it, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, and I think that just really speaks to one of my favorite parts of just being on the podcast is the community aspect that that the listeners have created. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, this goes back to my New York race. Um, and the story, which if you listen to the recap, I, I told this story and I, um, mentioned it on Facebook, but, uh, for whatever reason, my tracking stopped at about the halfway point. And, um, I remember Jack calling me and being like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you alive? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was well, like, Lexi, yeah. here, here's another confession. I was the one who was talking to Jack being like, what is going on? Because her tracking stopped yeah. and I'm freaking out <laughs> because really? I, I was, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want to, to message you in, in fear of screwing up your race. So I had Jack do it <laughs> on my behalf. Oh, yeah, my I did goodness. the dirty work, but I was concerned once I found out because I, I just assumed that you were okay because you were doing solid and i just didn't look at my phone for a while yeah but like the amount of people you know as jack called me and i got on facebook after i was like the amount of people that were asking if i was okay or if you know we saw lexi's tracking stopped but just the amount of people that 
commented and you know it made me instantly put a picture with a big smile on my face like hey guys I didn't realize my tracking stopped I'm alive I'm fine everything's going well don't want you to worry and going back through for a couple of days after the race was over just reading the comments from all of you listeners out there like still brings me to tears and like gets me emotional with just how many people commented and we've seen that on the rise and run meetup page of just mm-hmm. listeners encouraging listeners yeah and um you know we have been fortunate enough to have that encouragement too from listeners and from each other and you know thank you guys for to to my podcast host that i'm looking at right now thank you for being part of the community for me Um, And also the listeners out there, like, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I'm sure this echoes for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, we appreciate you so, so much. And, you know, this podcast wouldn't be where we are without you guys. Absolutely. That, And I only know one way to say it, and that is that the love that comes through is just awesome. I think that's a really neat time to change course just a little bit. And to ask the gang here, what are your goals for 2023? My goals for 2023. uh, After Marathon Weekend, I plan on trying to get healthier and make my, I want to rehab my knee a little better, take some time off and and try to get back. I I don't know if I could get back to my pre-injury condition, but want to try to get back there. That's my biggest goal for 2023. I understand. No goal races down the road? Uh, right now, I mean, I'm probably going to do either wine and dine or marathon weekend again, but nothing for the first six months of the year. And I'll see how it does. I mean, I mean, who knows what's going to come out of this? Yeah, John, I, I share that as I think mentioned earlier didn't get a chance to run from beginning to end any race in 2022 so a goal of mine will be to get back to a run walk run for chucks hopefully at least a half marathon my big goal and one that's super important to me actually comes up in 24 and that will be dopey 2024 i will turn 70 years old two weeks before dopey and it's a big deal to me. So that's my goal for 23. You have to change your Instagram handle. That's it. That's exactly it, Allie. That's exactly <laughs> it. I haven't changed it. Somebody asked me, I, I've got some friends here at a local place, uh, a, a local restaurant, and they know me from Bob is 65 and Dopey, and they say, how come you haven't changed it? I said, nope. Not every year, just every five years. So I'll change it soon. I'm really happy to hear that you're going to come back for Dopey in 2024, Bob. Um, I have two run-centric goals for um, 2023. My first is to grow my run coaching business. And my second one is to just ultimately get stronger and faster as a runner and do some more localized races um, and just focus on just myself and, and growing as a person. Any any goal races or bucket list races for you this year, Alicia? Um, I would like to say that I would want to do the marathon. Um, 
the Twin Cities Marathon, but yeah. I was looking at the paces, and that's part of the reason I want to get faster, is that as of right now, I, I wouldn't finish in the time okay. allotted. So hopefully okay. I can get faster, and, and maybe I can still do that next year. You got grandmas up in your neck of the woods. That's a good one. We do. That one's really hot usually. So it is on my bucket list, but probably not for this next year. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> I, wish you, I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. Like Alicia, um, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. I have some speed goals as well. And I'd like to get an under six-hour marathon. Um, I have the New England Green River Marathon, which is a mostly downhill and um, like a packed gravel course. And, um, and then beyond that one, I'm going to try to do, I want to say, um, I said I was going to do over 30, but I kind of, in my heart of hearts, I want to do 50 miles yeah. for the ghost train ultra. No, you have um, to do hundred. I mean, I have to do a hundred, but. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, I don't what think I, she's, Kent, I don't what, think she's doing a hundred. I don't think I'm going to do a whole hundred. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but, but these actually have a little bit of a. A hidden meeting. Um, so the reason why I want to do an under six hour marathon is because I found out um, from our friend Boyd that there's a special um, category of the yes. Paralympics for the Boston Marathon. Yes. Um, and so because I have multiple sclerosis and I have some permanent disability, I um, can apply for for that category. And so if I oh, can wow. get under six, I can qualify. That'd so. Be cool. Oh yeah, my so, gosh. yeah. So the big, the big goal, and the thing I've kind of been keeping under my hat for this episode is I'm going to try for the Boston Marathon in 2024. So that's, I think that's, that's so exciting. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Allie, you can do under six. I'm really confident that you can, and uh, I think that's a, an awesome goal. Lexi. Yeah. So I am taking off from running for at least six months after Dopey. Um. And I'm probably going to run, you know, two or three miles. So I don't like, I'm not going to be a couch potato for six mm -hmm. months. Um, but one of the primary reasons for that is to really hone in on my health. Um, I've been trying to like get some blood tests done because something's out of whack. And I'm just, you know, that my goal for 2023 is to figure out what that, what's up. Um you know, what it has to do with, how to fix it, um, get my thyroid and my hormones in order and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I want to do wine and dine. Yeah. That's the only race that is on my calendar for the next year. It's a good um, one. That's a great goal, Lexi. That's something yeah. that takes a lot of determination as well. Yeah. And that, I mean, hand in hand with that, you know, um, since I'm not going to be training for a long distance race um, in the near future, I really, really want to focus on losing weight. Um, I'm not going to say a number just because yeah. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on myself. Um, but I'm kind of going to trade off the training for a marathon time frame that it takes to do that and really focus on nutrition and um, like that side of my health, okay. because I think overall that will help my running. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good for you. Good for you, Lexi. Wish you good luck, Jack. So 
Like Lexi, I think after my 100K, if for whatever reason I don't qualify for the lottery for Western States 100, or even if I do and I don't get in, I will be probably taking some time off. Um, I want to find ways to exercise cross-training wise that I can find to be a bit more fun. Because sometimes I've found it where I'm like, I don't feel like doing that today. And so I thought of some ideas and I really like them. Um, And I've had them in the past, but never kind of went for it. I really like to do some parkour. That way I could work um, cardio as well as doing the overall body um, workout. I think that would be fantastic. And then, um, okay, I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe I said it before. I don't know. But uh, I was obsessed with the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. I wanted to be Elizabeth Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy because she got to do her own stunts and she had the coolest sword fights. And I was like, by golly, I want to be her. Well, a while back, I had met somebody who was a stunt guy who I was doing acting classes with. And I asked, you know, is there any gyms around that, you know, that do sword fighting? I will always love to learn. He's like, well, it's invite only, but I could see if I could try and get you in. And I'm, I'm not a stunt person. He is very in the stunt community. I have other friends as well. But I want to see if that can kind of come to fruition. And if anything, it will be a great uh, cross-training, full-body exercise. And I feel like with um, having already spun a flag and rifle and saber a little bit before, I feel like it would be a little bit easier to catch on. And then also, um, Allie, this one's for you because I know you want to do it too. Um, <laughs> longboard dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know an app called from CLI Studios where you could choose a genre of dancing, and I figured you could, you know, choose hip hop, and then add it to longboard. And then when I see you, Allie, with our longboards, we're gonna do some really cool stuff. Are we gonna hip hop dance battle on longboards? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not joking. I don't know it's, what longboard dancing it's is. It's literally dancing on a longboard with cool. A surfboard? Tricks. Oh no, a longboard. So it's like a skateboard, but longer. So yeah. It, yeah. And it's, you it's like weave board. around and you like yeah. kick your feet and jump around on the board and like flip yep. the board around. It's super oh, you, cool looking. Oh, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. And it, I would not have known that if it wasn't for Ali. I was like, man, I, I love learning stuff. Like I, I love learning new skills. I wouldn't have known it if it wasn't for this podcast. How about that? <laughs> but I, 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 the sword fighting thing sounds neat too. It Super does. Cool. Yeah. Sounds I'm very cool. excited. Greg, I think you're up. My 2023 goals are probably a mishmash of everybody else's uh, that, that they've, they've talked about. I, I had a goal in my head that I wanted my big goal for 2023 to be to run the Chicago Marathon. And mm-hmm. I put my name in for the lottery and I did not get picked. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, even though I knew there was a chance that I couldn't get in, it actually ate away at me a lot more oh, really? than than I thought it did. And and I I didn't really share it because it was one of those things where there, there were so many people in our Facebook group who were so excited about right. getting in that I just I I wasn't looking to bring anybody down or I, you know, by no means whatsoever was I looking to throw a pity party for myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
now that that ship has sailed, I, I was trying to like refocus of what I wanted to do. And similar to, um, you know, a few on here, I, I think I want to get faster at shorter distances. Okay. Um, well, I know, I know that, and great coach twigs, if you're listening, I know I haven't filled out my questionnaire yet, but here's a small preview. Um, <laughs> you know, Two years ago, training for Goofy, this past year training for Dopey, obviously that's a big time commitment and, you know, lots of time away from the house, lots of time away from my family. Now, granted, this could all change by the, by Sunday afternoon when I, you know, hopefully finished Dopey, um, that, oh no, like screw it. Let's, let's do it all again, you know, but I mean, but, but I think right now where my head's at is, you know, especially focusing on 10K and, and half marathon, I would love. I have never ever gotten a time fast enough to submit a proof of time for Disney. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know even at the paces that I'm at now, and in the corrals that I usually get placed in, I, I'm I'm never in threat of, of being swept. But I think it would it would just be cool to say, you know what, I have a pot, and I, I would be really really proud of that. So cool. But I know in order for that to happen, similar to what Lexi was mentioning before, um, I just wanted to get healthier myself. I have been on a journey that started when the pandemic started. Um, I, I have kept off. I mean, you know, when the pandemic started up until marathon weekend last year, I was down about 60 pounds. And. For the most part, I have kept majority of that off. Now, Grant, I'm a little bit heavier now than, than I want to be, but I feel like with the help of our friend Kristen from the podcast, I've been working with her for the last couple of months, and I'll fully admit, and I, I told this to her privately, I, that I've fallen off the wagon a little bit, but you know, once Dopey's done, I'm ready to hitch my horse you know, back to that wagon and get going because... Her program, and, and, and this is not sponsored, by the way, by any means whatsoever. Her program with her her macros was the first time that I was ever on a quote-unquote program where I never felt like I was dieting. Uh-huh. And mentally, that did amazing things for uh, my psyche and, and, and for my health yeah. benefit. And, I, you know, I just – it's probably the biggest hurdle I need to get over is just the whole – getting used to tracking every single day. Like usually I'm really good about it for like two months. And then afterwards I'm like, Oh, I, I don't need yeah. to track today or something like that. So I think hopefully coupling the getting healthier, you know, doing some more cross training type exercises, getting some more lifting in and everything like that. I think that will help me achieve those speed goals um, that I have for 2023. Now granted, like I said, I can finish dopey on Sunday and that completely changes, but that's what we're sticking with for right now. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, thanks gang. Hey listeners, you got goals for 23. You got a goal race you got goals outside of racing or running. Let us know about them. We'll let us know about them on our social media. So you'll probably remember we had a contest not long ago. And one of the things we asked when you entered the contest was to tell us what your favorite episode was in the last year. We took a look at those at collated the results and great. What did we come up with? So we have what we're going to call our own 
top five, whether you want to go with the variety of Casey Kasem or you want to go the variety of David Letterman. Um, we're just going to highlight, uh, you know, some of these or some of your favorite top moments, um, you know, from all of Rise and Run. So coming in at number five, um, we actually had a tie and um, our first slot goes to our friend Kristen over at Run Fit Mama where she talked about and, and kind of helped dispel some misnomers about lifting and running. Um, Kristen, I know just from following you on Instagram that you've put a lot on um, uh, lifting heavy weights and the importance of that. And um, I know, especially with women, um, there there's the, the stereotype and the tendency, well, I don't want to be like buff and you know, <laughs> I'm um, going to bulk up. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. The flip side, or I'm going to get like super buff. Like what is the benefit for lifting heavy weights as a runner? So that's so funny. Whenever um, a female, you know, comes to me and tries to say, well, I don't want to get bulky. I always try to tell people the people you see that are bulky, the amount of food and like work, like they are almost like gifted in that scenario of putting on that amount of muscle. And so what I try, the reason why I always try to stress with women, like let's lift the barbell, let's lift heavy is because a lot of times I end up seeing people just doing cardio with weights and they're doing, you know, whatever weight is not challenging for their body. And they're doing five, you know, 15 to 20 reps, but they're not actually doing anything to tear down the muscle, which is where you, you know, and then you use nutrition to build the muscle. And so what I always try to tell people is progressive overload is your friend because you're never going to get any better at doing anything. It's like doing math, right? Once you build up, I'm terrible at math. So that's a terrible (laughs) thing to use it with, but progressive overload. So you can do that with lifting heavier, with adding more reps in or increasing your flexibility with the movement or improving your form. Um, And so really what I... (laughs) What I so lovingly tell all of my clients is we're going to do death plus three. So we're going to (laughs) do, if you can only get to five reps, but you're using a heavy, heavy weight for you and you're really trying as hard as you can, we're going to maybe try to get one more rep, but I will be so much happier if you get five reps and it's so challenging and it's a new weight for you than if you got, you know, four sets of 20 and you like barely broke a sweat. So basically what I'm saying is (laughs) it's just like with running, like if you want to, um, improve your speed, you got to work on your speed work, right? So if you want to improve your strength, we've got to somehow challenge the muscle to improve it at the end of the day. I want to be super muscular and it's Me not too. that easy. If only oh I could snap my fingers. Just, I know. But you I know. have to work really hard to get that body. Yeah. So it's just I not going to happen out of I the mean, blue randomly. When people are like, oh, I don't want these like big muscles. I'm like, I will gladly take a bicep that's like popping out of my arm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, people are lucky. If only it were that easy. Yeah. <laughs> So I love this because it gives big Louisa vibes and I am always trying to get like <laughs> huge muscles and huge biceps and it is just not that easy. It is like a full-time oh, no, job. No. Right. <laughs> right. I, I always get a kick out of people who say that. Yeah, th- that's the one. Oh, I don't want to bulk up too much. Do you know how hard that is? Moving right along. So also tied at number five is a gentleman who we were speaking of earlier, our good friend Martinez Evans over at 300 Pounds and Running. And one of our favorite moments is his story of a doctor with terrible bedside manner, a bad traffic decision, 
and an unfortunate incident with a piece of fitness equipment. I found myself in front of an orthopedic surgeon. Before he even looked at my chart, he said, oh, I know what's wrong with you. What's going on? Like, what's wrong? You're in pain because you're fat. No, he didn't say that. What? I know. Yeah, right? I awful. Man, that's wonderful bedside manner. <laughs> so sarcastically, you know, I'm a funny dude and I like to joke around. So sarcastically, I said to him, you know, uh, I'm going to run a marathon. And he's like, you run a marathon? Most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So we continue to go back and forth and all this stuff. And then I, I just was like, screw this, screw you. And I left. Yeah. So as I'm driving home, I'm ruminating about this conversation I'm having with this doctor. And I drive past a running shoe store. I make an illegal U-turn. Run into the- <laughs> yes, illegal U-turn. Remember that. Because the cars are beeping and everything. Illegal oh, U-turn. Geez. I ran into the running store and I said, I need running shoes. and I need them now. <laughs> I love that. That's how I started running. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. I also can imagine you in your car just being like, I'm telling me I'm going to run a marathon. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that was the cleft notes, but like he went on, it's like, oh, you need to lose weight or you're going to die. You got breasts as a pregnant woman, like all this other stuff. Really? It's really just like degrading me, right? Or trying mm-hmm. to degrade me. Mm-hmm. And like, I really was like, no, we was about to throw some blows, but I was like, you know what? That, that ain't going to look good. Yeah. So I left. <laughs> And as I was driving, like, seeing the running shoe store, I went in there. I said, I need running shoes. I need them now. Um, And then I went home and go into the fitness center of my apartment complex. There's three treadmills in there. On either side of the middle treadmill, there's two people running like nobody's business. All you hear is thuds. Doom, 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 doom. And I'm really thinking to myself, like, am I going to do this right now? I'm going to do this right now. So I get on the treadmill, straddle the belt, and I look to my right. The guy had to be going, I don't know, 10.5. Look to my left, person is going like 9.5. I'm thinking to myself, like, I can do a seven. <laughs> Put seven on the treadmill. The belt is just yeah. flying in between my legs. I said, here goes nothing. Hop on the treadmill. And it felt like my body was either rejecting the treadmill or the treadmill was rejecting my body. (laughs) But 30 seconds later, I was on the ground. Oh, no. (laughs) So I gathered my stuff, gathered my things. The the treadmill, I mean, the, the fitness center went from thuds to the silence. And one of the guys was like, hey, bro, you all right? I just grabbed myself. I just lost my balance. I got the hell up out of there. Yep. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> that was my first day of running. But it was a start. It was a start. It was a rough start, but like that was my first day. And the thing that really got me to be like, all right, I'm going to do this. So I, I, I leave the, the fitness center and I reach out and I go home. So I reach out to grab the doorknob and I have this tattoo on my, on my right wrist that says no struggle, no progress mm-hmm. from the speech of Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. So I remember reaching out to the doorknob and like my sleeve just crept up and I seen the tattoo and I was like, you know what? I know what I got to do. Martinez, I'm so glad that you 
walked out of there and did that illegal U-turn and got those running shoes because you've inspired so many people. And I just think that was such a great story. No, I mean, he, he he's he's inspired me so much. I mean, I, I know the one thing that I opened at Christmas this year was a slow AF t-shirt. And I remember when I opened that, yeah. my father said to me, well, what does that mean? And trying to explain that was quite funny, <laughs> but um, no, he, he's, uh, you know, no, he is quite the inspiration and we were just very, very fortunate uh, to have him with us. Yeah. Now coming in at number four is one of my favorite episodes from uh, this past year. And it was with our friend Misty and the unfortunate events of the Princess 10K. Let's flash forward now to um, the the 10K where the infamous event happened. Walk us through that. Sure. So when we get to the um, gather area, which I never know what to call, like what what the corral, not not the corrals, but like, you know, the stage and the bleachers and the beer tent that's not open at three in the morning and (laughs) right all that stuff so we get there and we gear check and i'm like looking around right because at this point we know this person is here i've been given a new bib everything's good oh we're walking into the 10k this is the important part and i open up my race tracking because the night before it still had my name associated with my old number um, and I noticed in Run Disney, um, on a Run Disney Facebook group, someone was like, oh, we've got the number. We can track them this morning. I'm like, no, 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 wait, that's me. <laughs> that's my actual race number. Please don't pull me off the course. Please don't think that I'm the bib thief because it's my bib. Um, but they took my original number and they changed the name to Bruno Madrigal, which I thought was great. And then under like where they were from, it just said, we don't talk about... <laughs> Right. And it also said ineligible for scoring because I knew they'd be DQ'd. Right. Um, So that I saw that on there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to see if they start today. And so we had it open. And I also had one of the balloon ladies on there because I wanted to see exactly when the race started. Um, I know that some people were doing dead last start, but I only knew that for the full. So I'm like the half rather dopey. So I'm checking it out um, the whole first couple miles of the race. Right. I don't see him in the corrals before we start. None of that. Someone did, though, which I found out after the race and took pictures of him. So the good thing is, is that had we not found him Saturday, hopefully we would have found him Sunday. But so we're on the course. We see that the balloon ladies have started. No Bruno. And so my husband and I talk about it a little bit and we're like, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe he just decided, oh, my picture's there. I'm not going to run. And we figured that was the case until mile five, right? It was almost exactly at mile five. So there is like a photo op with, I want to say it was Goofy and Donald on the grass at Beach Club. And so I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking of stopping, but I'm not really because I'm like, I was just, I was kind of over it at that point. I was a little like emotionally drained, but I was fine. So we're going and I look up and on the back of this bright green shirt is my bib. And I was like, what? Like, that's him. And uh, my husband's like, what? I'm like, that's the bib thief. And he's like, what? And these these girls next to us go, you're the girl who's, I'm like, I did more bib thief priorities. So I run real, real fast. And my Garmin tells that tale to, um, I'm not going to catch up with him because he's like, I'm five, five. I'm not very tall. He was at least six. He was a 
tall person. Um, so I run to the, there's the Disney security um, right near the the um, character stop. And then some bike, I think they were medics, so they really couldn't help, but bike people. Um, and so I tell them, like, that's a bib thief. You can see him. He's tall. He's got the bib on his back. No photo passes. Pictures, rather. So he runs away. I can't catch him. But we hustle to the end of the race because I don't want him to get out of the um, metal um banana area right which is now forever going to be the metal banana area in my head uh we don't want him to get out of there with without being caught so we're hustling we come around the corner from uh the epcot ball uh backstage uh right before you take there's a left there's a security office and you take a left it's got all these weird cages i don't know and to go towards the shoot right it's the final stretch of almost every run disney race and my husband looks up and says, oh my God, he, that's, he's right there. He's right there. And I look up and there he is, right in front of us, like five feet. And so I shout, and he's got two headphones in, so he can't hear a single thing. So I'm like, that's the bib thief. Little, like, as I'm saying that, I look to see who can hear me say that. There's like an Orange County cop on this corner. There is run Disney security on this corner. There are race officials. The race director was there. Like, they were looking for him. Uh, They had apparently pulled another man off the course who fit his same description moments earlier um who i hope had a good story and not a bad race um (laughs) my gosh poor person uh so the good news is they took it very seriously and um they pulled him off the course um after i said that i don't remember which one it was but whoever it was reached forward and grabbed him by the bib which is still one of the more impressive things I've ever seen and yanked him off the course and i was like this is satisfying it should not be but yet here we are, <laughs> right? Because at one point I said to um, my husband, I just want him to know it was me. <laughs> like full Game of Thrones because don't steal my stuff. I just want like, what? So they pulled off the course and he's like, what, what, what's going on? And I'm like, you stole my bib, that's what's going on. And he was all like, what? And security was like, maybe stay over here. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right, I'm yelling, you're right. Um, you know, little adrenaline. Mm-hmm. He stole my bib, all that stuff. And I think I said, and my beer cup. Because I definitely yelled at him about my <laughs> beer cup. I know that. I recall that. And he was wearing one of the race shirts too, which I was like, oh, this is just egregious. I, I thought you were going to follow it up with, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, I really should have. <laughs> and I, I think if I have any regrets, it, it is that. And also the fact that I had my husband's phone in my skirt. Um, my run skirt so he's like i couldn't record any of it i'm really mad i'm like oh you know because you know had he made a recording oh it would uh the the absolute because there is a recording of patty pan getting taken from the and it's just dessert so he they pull him off he claims ignorance i yell at him they're like maybe stay over here and it's fine we're like five feet away from each other i'm not gonna hurt him i'm 48 (laughs) whatever he looks like a kid so they pull the bib off of his shirt and the run disney guy holds it up to the light and he's like blacked out my name with sharpie um but you can see things under sharpie so the guy holds it up to the light and he goes this is misty all right there you go you got him now i was like i i'm glad i did but at the same time did i like i didn't really want 
too. <laughs> and so we, um, then he started, he, he realized that the jig was up and started just endlessly apologizing. And, um, at one point though, he did try to make it like, try to save face. And he said, well, you did just leave it on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, and you could have returned it. And he was like, hmm. <laughs> right. And so I spoke to them for a little while and they actually had showed me the bib when they took it off and they showed me where my name was. So not only did he have it on his back, he had t blocked off my name, but he had also taken my tracker off. So they had no way to track him on the course. So unless people had spotted him, either at the end of the, the race at the 10K, had we not found him, or during the half, we never would have found him. It was the weirdest kismet that he was right there in front of us. Misty was a very calm person. I don't know if I would have reacted that way if I found the guy on the course. The jersey would have definitely came out in me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a hysterical story, but we were so glad that, that Misty was able to share that with us. And, and the fact that we were able to get her on so quickly after everything happens, you know, you to keep things um, you know, really nice and fresh. That was quite awesome. But as Bob likes to say, moving right along, uh, we're at the number three spot. And that is our good friend, Brittany Charbonneau, who has been on our program now three times. But what we feel is one of her strongest moments was the advice that she has for all of you who are running this marathon weekend. A lot of folks are getting ready to take on Dopey or Goofy or, heck, some folks are even taking on a 5K for the first time. Uh, the training's getting tough right now, and you know what it's like in certain parts of the country. Well, heck, Colorado, probably tough training right now. What would you, if you were talking to somebody who's doing their first Goofy, first Dopey, what would you tell them? Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Um, I think it's you're in your hard part of your training right now. Um, but I think remembering um, it's supposed to be hard. I think that's something I kept coming back to is that training right now is supposed to feel hard. It's going to feel hard no matter what. I felt like I was in great shape last year, um, all of that. And it got really hard. I mean, that's the that's why it's called a challenge. Um, it's that's why we sign up for these crazy things is that it's, it is a challenge. It's supposed to be hard, but I think living in, living in the moment of right now, right now, I'm just running this mile. I don't need to think that I've got 18 more in this run. I'm running this one. I'm doing good. Or I might be going too fast. I'm going to back it off a little bit. I think remembering that. And then I think, um, however you can enjoy the process, um, Dopey and the marathon weekend is going to be here so quick and it's going to be over so quick. I think I look back and I'm like, how are we talking about something that dopey happened yesterday? It felt like it was yesterday and it goes by so quick, but it's something so special. So unique. I think, um, there's, we all sign up for Disney for different reasons, but it is something so special for all of us. And I really do. I don't even care how cliche this sounds. It really is magic um, there. It's something that it's going to stick with you forever, whatever that experience is. So kind of whatever you can do to keep that alive. Um, and then something else that helped me when it started to get really hard um, was um, that's when I started working on my costumes because it was like, ah, oh, like, okay, this is worth it. Like I'm going to be out there and 
this is going to be the dress I'm racing in as Cruella or whatever it looks like for you. If like start getting yourself excited about race day, that's what it is. It's exciting. Yes. There's nerves. Yes. It's hard, but there's also that excitement. That's just so special and unique to Disney. And there are not any other races, at least that I know of. And if there are, I want to know about them um, that you get out there and you've got all these other people in costume too. Um, so I think like, it's something that is just so special, um, that, and then it just kicks off your year. Like what a better way than yeah. who knows what yeah. darts you're going to be throwing after you run dopey or your 5k or whatever, it's going to start to cascade, um, across your year and what better way to kick it off. I like what she said. It's going to be hard, but you know what? Sometimes you get more satisfaction out of accomplishing something that was hard for you than something that was easy. So the fun PR that she mentions is something that Casey and I have adopted for this marathon. We completely stole it from her. And I, I want everybody to, you know, think about if you don't have a goal, that is your new goal for this race. If you don't have a goal, hang out with Allie and Casey. They'll show you <laughs> what fun is when you're running. Um, uh, Heidi will be there too, probably. I can't remember. Heidi will be there too. Oh my. The fun meter will be pegged. So coming in in our runner-up spot is the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Galloway. And one of our favorite moments from that episode is a question that Lexi asked about how to handle the naysayers who think that the Galloway method is not a true running method. All of us here, and I would say most of our listeners love the Galloway method, follow it to a T. But as far as the people in our lives or um, people we might come in contact with who say, if you walked, oh, you really didn't do a marathon. How do you respond to those type of questions? Because like we know, yeah, of course we did it. But what, what is your go-to response of you know, oh, well, you walk some. Yeah, it's not a real marathon. Well, first of all, um, they are wrong about how the heritage of the marathon evolved. I have been over and run the original course marathon from Marathon Greece to Athens, Greece, 19 different times. And early on, visited the National Museum in Greece, in downtown Athens, and there was a, a clipping from the Athens newspaper that was a write-up on the original marathon race in history. It was in the 1896 Olympics, and uh, a reporter followed the runners in a horse-drawn cart. Uh, so that was the first press vehicle. Uh, I had to bring over our guide to translate the article. And the most interesting statement to me was the statement that this reporter said that every single one of those competitors walked significant parts of the marathon. Walking was done in the marathon from the very first day of our sport. And if that person says, if you didn't uh, run the whole way, then you're not a marathoner, then 
none of our original marathoners that founded our sport were marathoners. <laughs> were. Uh, the, the other thing that I, I, I uh, ask actually someone who would say something like that uh, is, um, oh, so there's a rule book. Could you please show me the rule book that says that you're not supposed to walk? The fact is that the thing that attracts most people to running is that there is not a rule book, that we determine our rules. We have the ability to be the captains of our running ship, and it's an empowering thing to be able to do that. And um, I certainly uh, would follow up uh, when somebody would say that to me, nobody says that to me anymore, but they did uh, 20 years ago. And the final thing that I would say is, uh, you know, you have every right to say that for me, if I walk, I don't believe that I've run a marathon, but you have absolutely no right to tell anybody else that because we are the captains of our running ship. I feel like when I was listening to that clip, I was thinking like, if I could trash talk the way that Jeff Galloway would trash talk to someone <laughs> answering that question with such poise and such a long, thoughtful answer in such a sweet way where yeah. you just have to go, God, yeah, you're right. He's right. He's 100% right. Yeah. It helps, if you're, it helps if you're a former Olympian. That's true. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know, Jeff's been with us twice we actually made three we split one into two episodes so he's been on three episodes it is such a pleasure to talk with that guy i say it every time his name comes up for every time we talk to him but i i cannot remember meeting jeff that i didn't go away feeling better than i had before i saw him and i feel like i just want to keep talking to him every single time that we have him on i'm just like don't go jeff don't go you talk to him forever he's great And then coming in at the number one spot is another man that you could say is the man, the myth, the legend, our most frequent guest on the Rise and Run podcast. And that is the director of training for the Jeff Galloway organization, Coach Chris Twiggs. And one of our favorite stories of his is hearing about a gift of a clothing garment made out of shipping material. This race is also known for injuries due to the elements, due to the extremely technical. And when I mean technical, is like the most technical terrain I've ever seen for an ultra marathon. And it's no wonder something may have happened on this one for you. Do you want to tell yeah. us the story? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so a few years ago, my family actually gave me there's a joke that goes around some, I'm sure some of you have, have, um, have had family members say stuff like this to you about needing to, to wrap you in bubble wrap, uh, at a certain point, my family actually gave me a bubble wrap suit one year, um, because I am, I'm pretty injury prone and I often go into hard rock with some sort of an injury before it ever happens. This year I was perfectly healthy going into hard rock. Thankfully I had nothing wrong with me, but, um, I was, moving very fast toward the end of the race relative to the rest of the race. Um, but I was, I was pushing 10 minute pace for the last few miles, not consistently, but in spurts, which is fast at the end of a hundred mile. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I was pushing hard. The reason I was pushing hard was because I wanted to get, 
I, I wanted to get in before the sunset. That was important to me. And I, there were other runners around me, which is not always the case, but there were, because there are a bunch of people trying to get in before the sunset. And so I was basically trying to catch people and there are people trying to catch me. And about a mile and a half from the finish line, I don't know if a toe caught a rock or a root or something, but I tripped and I fell flat on my face. And um, I, like a lot of people, like most of the runners out there, I use trekking poles. And I only use trekking poles on the climbs. I don't use them on the descents. Some people use them on the descents as well, but I only use them on the climbs. And so when I'm descending or on flats, I stow the poles on my vest. I, I wear an ultimate direction vest. And so the poles were one on my left, one on my right, stowed on the vest. And when I fell face first, the handle of the pole that was on my right side was pressed right into my ribs. And I, I cracked a rib Ooh. good. And um, thankfully, it was in the last mile and a half and not in the first mile and a yeah. half of the race. And um, so I took a minute, but I got up and Anthony asked me if I was okay. Yeah. And then I said, all right, we can just walk. It's okay. And so I'm walking. And then I heard a voice behind me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, heck no. I'm not letting somebody catch me. <laughs> so I started running again. So I, it did not stop me. It did not slow me down more than, than a few seconds there when I really hit. But um, I still feel it. I mean, in the morning, mostly in the morning, I feel it when I'm getting up. Because, you know, you're, you're lying down in bed and you kind of have to do that sort of crunch. The one crunch you do yeah. ever. <laughs> you know, I never do crunches. <laughs> the one crunch you do all, all day is to get up out of bed. And I, I still feel it then. Um, but it was, it was really, um, it was really bad, uh, afterwards. So thankfully that was the worst of it and it happened very late in the race. Um, but yeah, nobody's ever died during hard rock so far. That's really good. Um, I have a friend that was struck by lightning one year. That was a lot worse wow. than what I had to go through. Yeah, yeah. he lived. He's fine. Yeah. We call him Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but he's alive um one year killian jornet who uh who won mm -hmm. the race this year uh one year he dislocated his shoulder about oh. 12 miles into the race oh man and he he um he got to an aid station popped it back into the socket he put it in the they put it in the sling and he went on to win the race holy cow uh so wow um I don't know if that tells you that hard rockers aren't all that smart or if it tells you that hard rockers are <laughs> tough or Pretty some combination tough. of the two. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. go along with that. Yeah. I think my favorite line in that interview is we call him Sparky. <laughs> yeah. So we just want to thank all of the listeners for, you know, submitting your favorite guest, your favorite story. Um, it was a lot of fun to go through the archives and, you know, and tally up all these votes. So, you know, if you like this, you know, we'll, we'll try to make this, uh, you know, a regular occurrence um, every year moving forward. But uh, just, you know, from all of us here, thank you for providing us some really, really wonderful feedback. Yeah. Agreed, Greg. Thanks. And thanks for taking the time to cut the clips out. I know that took a little while for you. Okay. We did the roll call last week. That was a blast. Did my best, but I either, gosh, I don't know if I missed anybody, but I know a couple folks I saw post after the fact and said, am I too late? 
And I remember when I started doing all this thinking, nope, I'm not going back. I ain't, Who am I kidding? If you post and you want to be on here, heck yeah, I'm going to mention you. So here's a couple that either got dropped or came in late. Esther, Esther's doing dopey. Alyssa is doing her first full and her first run Disney event. Valerie's doing dopey. Ashley's doing her first Disney event, her first half, her first full, her first dopey. Wow. Good for you, Ashley. And I just want to clarify one thing because I listened to the podcast last week. And at the very end, we mentioned that Joe wasn't doing a virtual run. When we were talking about the virtuals, uh, John said, surprise, Joe's not doing a virtual. We did mention Joe's name in the marathon, but we kind of glossed over it. So I wanted to just clarify, Joe's not doing a virtual because he's actually going to be there at Disney World. And Joe is going to do the marathon probably for the last time. I think if we ask him, he'd say this is it. But I'm, pr- I'm proud of him for trying, and I'm pretty confident he's going to make it. So there we go. There's the couple that we may have missed on the roll call. That leads us to time for the race report. All right, now this is a little bit different because if you haven't picked up on this yet, and you might not have, we're recording at a different time. So we're actually, typically we record after these races have run, and we tell you how everyone did. But because we're all traveling during marathon weekend, we're recording early. So I'm just going to go through the list of races that are coming up over the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend with one exception. And that's our buddy, Chad. Chad is in the middle of his event right now. Chad is in Phoenix, Arizona, and he is doing the six day event at running across the years. You may remember, and shucks, I should have listed what episode he was on, but we had Chad on, oh, golly, probably late January or so last year when he talked about running across the years when he did the 10-day event and logged 400 miles. He's doing the six-day event. His goal, he was on our Zoom meeting last night. He dropped in on the Zoom when we were chatting with him. He was real happy. He was ahead of his pace. His goal for the six days is 300 miles. He was ahead of his pace. He had done more than 50 miles already. And I looked today, I haven't looked recently, but he's he's still ahead of his pace. He's ahead of 100 miles after two days. So that's oh, pretty Chad. amazing. Now, by the time you listen to this, Chad, it will be your event will be over. So congratulations. We're proud of you. That's a really neat thing. Nice job, Chad. All right, let's just take a look at who's running this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, Hudson, Ohio, Lori's doing the Frosty Five Miler. Probably not as frosty as it was two weeks ago, but still probably chilly up in Ohio. Uh, speaking of a couple of weeks ago, Lauren is doing the Santa Shuffle 5K in Cumming, Georgia, that was actually postponed because it was so cold in Georgia when originally scheduled. And on New Year's Day, uh, the first day 5K in Charleston, South Carolina, Jenny's running that. The Glen Rock, New Jersey Midnight Run. Rob's doing that. The New Year's Day 5K in Reston, Virginia. Jennifer's running. And speaking of Joe, as we just were a few minutes ago, the Frozen Buns 5K in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Joe's doing his first live event of the year. I want to see that medal. 
You know, there are a bunch of those frozen buns run. Joe just told me he was doing a frozen buns 5K. And and this happens fairly often. A listener will say, hey, I'm doing such and such a race. And I'll just Google it to see where it is. So I Googled frozen buns 5K. There are like a dozen of them. <laughs> They're all over the country. I finally, I knew where this one was going to be nearby. And yeah, I found the one in Fort Smith, but apparently there's a big one in St. Louis and there were a couple other places. So yeah, yeah, there are probably a variety of medals. Maybe we can look them up. All right, my friends. And if you run, you know, you are our friend. And we mean that. We sincerely mean that. So this releases the morning of the Disney World 5K. We hope it finds you well. We hope you're having fun. Whether you're down there or not, we're thinking of you. If you are at Disney World, like Greg said last week, just know we're looking for you. And we are excited to see you. I will remind you one more time, and there's a bunch of folks who said they're going to go. Our meetup is at Disney Springs at the Dockside Margaritas. We may have to spill out into the street on that one, but that would be fantastic. I just, I'd get so excited. I just look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, 3 p.m. We'll probably, some of us will be there a little early. Don't expect to get a seat. (laughs) In fact, if everybody shows up, the line for margaritas is going to be very long. But that's okay. We can handle that. And Alicia's buying. Yeah. I, that, that that was a pretty good gag when we thought we were getting 10 or 15 people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is this one will be over my credit card limit if everybody shows up. Alicia's yep. filing for bankruptcy at Disney Springs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're excited. It's a it's a big weekend. It is the biggest weekend. And from Expo Day till the day we all have to go home. We will be looking for you. In the meantime, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.